Alrighty, I am an hour and 40 minutes late to record this. I am two and a half slices of Little Caesars pizza deep. I feel like garbage. <sighs> yeah. What do you say? What do you know? How you been? How do you go? Welcome everybody to episode 216 of Atomic Radio Hour. A fun one for you today, homies and homettes. The entire green screen just fell. What am I to do? Keep it rolling. Can I turn my wall into a white screen? Let's find out. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. If the green screen is messed up, I'm sorry. I don't know what happens. I was just trying to intro the show. How are you guys? What's up? What's going on? Not much happened news-wise. I, uh... You know. I had a wild week, though. I, um... I haven't been sleeping very well, to be completely honest with you. Uh, and this Saturday, this past Saturday, when the episode came out, I went to Comic-Con. And I haven't been to a con in a very, 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 very long time. I, I want to say it's been like, geez, 2018, 2017, the last time I went to a convention. So Southern Colorado had a, had a comic convention. Uh, it was cool. It's not New York Comic Con. I'm used to the Javits. Like, I'm used to going there and, like, Lego has a booth. Mattel has a booth. You know, like, the big names are there doing big name stuff. Uh, it was just local places. Dudes who just collected comics their whole lives and their whole lives and wanted to flip them and turn them into profit and do what they had to do and what have you. It was cool. I missed that a lot. Um, I missed the. Like, I heard one guy say something about Earthbound, and his friend was like, I'm sorry, what's Earthbound? Uh, do you mean Mother, the Japanese Nintendo Famicom game from the 80s? Like, that's what I heard, and I was like, oh my god. Oh my goodness. And when I was going to cons back in the days, it was comics. You know, you go to the smaller ones and it's all about comic books and then you go to the bigger ones and the bigger ones are comic books and products. And if you go to San Diego, I've never been, but it's comic books and Marvel movies and products and products and products and products. And it's not really like collectors. It's not really dudes who are like, well, you know, in issue number 604 of Spider-Man, this happens with the Silver Surfer. And you just get like people who like Marvel movies. Like if you go to these small ones, it's dudes who collect. Like it's a convention. And that's what this was. I didn't really – I got I got one thing right here. I'll show you real quick. Um, I love to gamble and I bought this mystery box Fallout stuff. So I'm going to unbox it at the end of the show. So stick around for that. Uh, if you're an audio listener, I'll do my best to describe what I'm pulling. I have no clue what's in there. I have a vague idea. The guy said something to me. I have a feeling he lied though. Either way, um, I went, I had a great time. I went with a friend. Uh, we walked around. I walked around. I did like five miles in that convention center and, uh, it wasn't a day that I normally work out. So it was nice. And, uh, I had like a pretzel. They have these cups that like the arena, I guess, is known for that it was held in. Like it was a, a hockey rink. And a basketball stadium, I think, but not, I don't know. Cause it was like an arena, like it had seats and like a floor and shit. And that's where everything was. And they weren't, so they have these sodas. I'll get to that other point in a second. They have these sodas and it's what they're known for. And it was like 25 bucks and you get free refills for the whole day. And it's a nice cup and it says Comic-Con on it. And like, 
And I was like, you know, I'm not going to buy a t-shirt. I'm not really going to buy anything else other than this. Is that all I bought? I think that's all I bought. Um, that's really it. Like, I'll get this because this will probably last longer than a t-shirt. And it's metal. So it keeps you drink nice and cold like a Moscow mule. And I had a really good time, honestly. A lot of walking around. My friend, afterwards, we went to my, my uh, falafel place. We got euros and just hung out. Just had a good time. It was fun. There was there was a bunch of oh, this is a story I do have to tell about Comic Con. So I, I, I when I was younger, I would go and want to meet the celebrities and like I'd want to meet the voice actors and just people I like. But it, the thing is, like you never know what to say to them. So it's cool, but like they're trying to give you the experience that you want because you're paying for it. But at the same time, it's like you're paying to meet a human. And there was two celebrities that uh, like, like sections for celebrities. And one of them was like a bunch of walking dead people and like two of the Power Rangers. And I didn't grow up with the Power Rangers, but I did grow up with the walking dead, right? So you think I'd be like, Oh yeah, the walking dead. Hell yeah. These are characters that I've never seen other than like the black dude who was the priest that like everybody was running to, but he was a coward or some shit. I don't remember. Anyway, pause period. Next thing to say. One dude that was there was Tom Arnold. And if you know who Tom Arnold is, you probably have already laughed. But if you don't, I don't blame you. He was Roseanne Barr's wife. And he was on the show Roseanne. And he's he he was on the show. Wait, did I say he was his wife? Sorry, Roseanne was his wife. He was married to Roseanne. It, Roseanne's husband for a time was Tom Arnold. And... They put him on the show and then they had like a very public divorce where they like wrote him out of the show and they like, she like hates him and he hates her and like all this shit, right? And then he's in like one episode of The Simpsons where he's on like a, it's a treehouse of horror where he's on like a spaceship flying into the sun and it's all like D-list celebrities. And no one was ever talking to Tom Arnold. Like, we must have passed him four or five times, and no one, and I mean nobody, was talking to him. So, I pass him, and my friend's like, well, if you know who he is, why, like, no one's there. Just walk up and be like, hey, man, what's up? How you been? And I'm like, I don't, what am I going to say? I loved Roseanne as a kid and that one episode of The Simpsons. So, we pa like, every time we passed him, it got funnier and funnier. Then there was another section that I think was the cooler section. It's where I bought that mystery box. I'm gonna f head. That's the second time the green screen has messed up this episode. Let's hope it doesn't happen again. So we go to the second area where there's there's more people, like there's more celebrities, and I'm just I'm not into like the celebrity culture. I'm not into idolatry, whatever, whatever, ha what have you. And do you ever do you ever do something where your brain processes something like before you can, and everything's kind of blurry, and then it hits you all at once? We're walking through like Celebrity Row or whatever it's called, and I see this name, uh, Stephen Downs. And I'm like, why is that name familiar to me? Like, what does that name mean to me? And I'm looking at the banner, and under the banner is Master Chief. And I go, oh, like my body like shuts down. I went, that's John Halo. Like I'm getting like like excited. And I'm with my friend, and I was like, I look at my friend, and I grab him by the shoulders, I'm like, Kyle, Kyle! And they're like, what? And I'm like, Kyle's gotta come here. <laughs> and like, 
Like, I didn't realize that I was that b- I like I like Halo. I didn't realize I was that big of a Halo fan because I was just like convulsing and shaking. And they're like, well, why don't you go get a picture? I'm like, I don't have I don't have John Halo money. I don't have Master Chief money. And I say to my friend, I'm like, pretend like you're taking a selfie and get a picture of him. And the picture is going to be behind me. Like, this is the picture that I'm referencing currently. If it's not already there, it's there now of this dude, like smiling at my friend while they're taking this picture and i'm just like holy fuck guys that's master chief dude and kyle's like you have to get a signature of john halo like if the dude asked me what my name is i'd be like it's john just write to john halo like <laughs> and like i ah, fuck like i kind of wish i i don't think he's ever played a halo but i really want to know what he thinks of the show because i heard the show is hot garb I'm I'm officially at the age where I just enunciated and jerked my body, and my back now hurts. So happy getting old to me. Uh, he he's there, and I'm trying to not freak out. So I went to this guy who was like selling replica weapons from games, and he had an energy sword from Fallout and I'm or from Halo. And I'm like, do you have the pistol? If he had the pistol, I would have bought the pistol and got it signed. But he's like, nah, dude. He's like, I used to get them, but like, depending on where I go, either they sell out or nobody touches them. So I stopped buying them. I was like, all right, whatever. But also, uh, Brian O'Halloran was there, who I got really excited about. And Jeff, I can't think of his last name, Dante and Randall from Clerks. And they're making a third Clerks now. And I kind of wanted to go up to them because of like what they mean to me in cinema of just like Kevin Smith made these movies about being like a loser slacker. And how it, like, changed for people. Like, the, say what you want about Kevin Smith. His first few movies mean something. Like, they they just... <sighs> Kevin Smith is kind of the reason why comic culture is the way comic culture is now. Because of Mallrats and shit. Like, Mallrats opens at a convention. Like, those movies mean something. And a lot of people like to shit on Kevin Smith. And I, I kind of get it. And I kind of don't get it. But, like, the reason why podcasts are the way podcasts are right now in some small way is because of Kevin Smith, whether people want to admit it or not. Like it was cool. I got a sticker. They didn't have any Godzilla shit. I actually kept passing mystery boxes that were, uh, Godzilla themed. And they're like, it's a $10 mystery box. It's got $15 worth of, that's three. That's three, three times. The green screen fell. I uh, knowing my luck. It would be shit. I already have. And I just didn't, I just didn't pull the trigger on it, which I know is silly. I should have did it, but I didn't. But I did buy the Fallout one. But I had a good time. Cons are cool. I miss going to cons. I really do. Uh, I kind of was just like thinking to myself, like, where's the next one? Like, I just want to go. Like, there's like an hour away from me. There's like this dinosaur exhibit. I'm not nine, but I want to go to the dinosaur exhibit. Anyway, before I get into the lore and thank the Patreon, I want to say if you guys don't already know, if you don't already know, there is a tier called the film live before a studio audience where you can see these episodes be filmed live when i do it if you want to see me drop the green screen every two seconds like i've been doing live and like i said i have a chat we have an ongoing thing like we talk to each other uh you become part of the show essentially for 10 bucks a month and that's at least four episodes uh four episodes unless i have a burner which Sometimes I have. Uh, very rare lately, though. Like Christmas holidays, if something comes up, I might have one. Anyway, anyway. If you want, the option is in the description below. Link to the Patreon. You can join in. Like I said, $10 a month. It's it's like 
less than $3 an episode at that point to watch live, be part of the community, come hang out in the Discord. Uh, I just want to keep plugging that a little bit because I don't feel like I've talked about that enough. But to plug the actual Patreon, if you'd like to support the show, not even in a $10 way, it goes from $1 to $10. Uh, even you just sending this to a friend or liking it or commenting it is support. So like every and anything is appreciated. But if you'd like to support monetarily month to month, you can check out the Patreon. There's a link in the description below to that. And I have to thank some folks. Everybody gets thanked. Like if you're on the Patreon as of right now, everybody gets thanked. So starting from the top, I have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you, Noah. After Noah, we have to thank Danny. Thank you, Danny. After Danny, we have to thank Marcus. Thank you, Marcus. And last but certainly not least, we have to thank TP. Thank you, TP. Again, I love you guys. Thank you for your support. But now we have to get on to this week's lore. Now, this week, um, I did it on a Tuesday. Why? Why? Okay, so... I think that's four or five times that the green screen has fallen. Uh, I'm contemplating being alive at this point and crying. I just, tears just aren't coming out any longer. Also, I'd like to point out that I listen to music while I do this because it helps me kind of think. And I have on the New Vegas soundtrack just because I wanted to hear silly cowboy sounds. And they got to a point because I have Mr. New Vegas. They, there's a point here where they're interviewing Swank. And they're talking about Benny being gone. He's like, if I know my cat Benny, he's probably swinging with the big guy upstairs or he's chasing some angel broad with canes as big as a halo. And my first thought was, what the fuck does that mean, Swank? What do you mean cans as big as their discs with holes in the middle? Like, what do you mean? Halos aren't big. Like, you're... God. Sorry. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at the situation because of the green screen and just, <sighs> this bothers me. Like it keeps falling. Like I don't know how to make a rig to make it stand, which I could do out of probably PVC piping, but that sounds like work. And like, besides I'd have to turn it and then I'd have to like, <sighs> so it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot. So this week I asked the question on Tuesday, cause I record on Wednesday, uh, Late Tuesday, I was like, I'm thinking of a number between one and three. <laughs> and the Tubby Master, I think the people with the most lore question requests have been Tubby Master and Mr. Tom Flood. I feel like I've done them the most. Um, but the Tubster, another British homeboy, chimes in, gets it right with two. Because, of course. <laughs> and... Uh, they picked, they gave me two options. We're going to get into one of them, both from Fallout 4. Don't worry. Right now, if you're listening to this episode, the day it came out, or really the week it came out up until about Tuesday, uh, join the Discord if you want to hear any lore, because right now I'm doing a thing where if you recommend a song and it's an absolute heater, whatever song I like the most is going to pick lore for the week. So join on in. But the Tubby Master got it with two, number between one and three, two, and they picked, they gave me two options, like I said, but I went with Far Harbor, the location. Far Harbor is a big place. 
even though it's a DLC, it's more condensed. I kind of go over, in the lore, I'll go over a generalized version of Far Harbor. I don't get too deep into the Children of Adam or Arcadia, but we will be talking about them a little bit. So if you'd like to hear any lore and any lore whatsoever, make sure you're in the Discord, because once a week I ask a question. First person to get the question right gets to pick lore for the week. This week's lore by way of the Tubby Master is Far Harbor from Fallout 4 DLC, Far Harbor. In the year 2287, it is the main town of the island, Bar Harbor. It's originally called Far Harbor, which I have a friend who's actually been there, but that just goes to show like how awful that Boston, Maine accent is. That, yeah, it's going to go to Bar Harbor. Now I'm going to go to the Red Sox game. Shut up. It's in the northeastern part of the island. In pre-war, it was entirely inhabited by regular schmegular degular humans. A radioactive fog now covers the island, and all the inhabitants have been pushed back into an area known as the Dock, as wildlife and the fog have ostensibly taken over. The Dock is owned by the Mariner and is surrounded by the hull or a wall uh, that... that surrounds them to protect them from the creatures that inhabit the island. The dock is also the only landing point onto the island safely, so you have to kind of come through them, but it is where, like, all of the people actually are, so it would be smart to go there, if you ask me. Now, Acadia is a safe haven for synths and research. It's where you meet Dima, you find out a little bit more about Nick Valentine, you find Nakamura, um, you find, it's, it's, Neat to see because it's a safe haven. I've never actually done it. But if you side with the Brotherhood, when you're done in Far Harbor, you can let the Brotherhood know that Acadia exists and is a safe haven for synths. Now, because they're proprietors of research, they're more or less looked at as decent, depending on the route that you take for the game. They're seen in one way or another. But they've supplied the dock with fog condensers so the fog doesn't completely irradiate them from the inside out. And what I think is so interesting about Far Harbor is that the more things change, the more they stay the same. Because the people there are still kind of like, they're these small town New England people that I'd imagine, completely honest. Like, they like to stay one way about things. They like to live off the land. They're all fishermen, harbormen. Like, they... Things don't change. As much as things change, the more they stay the same. And I just appreciate that. Like, I really do. Like, I don't know if they did it on purpose. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. But, like, it's something small that I can just see and feels real. And I really like that about Far Harbor. Now, because it's all fishermen, it's all people that worked on boats, it's sea captain-looking MFs, Willem Dafoe in The Lighthouse, which is a phenomenal film, by the way. The person who runs the town is referred to as the captain. And Far Harbor, when you get there, the captain named Avery, he pretty much just wants peace for the people. Like, he doesn't want to be strength. Like, he just wants to be, you know, he wants to be looked at as a normal person, an everyday average fella. If you've played Far Harbor, you know that a big proponent of Far Harbor is the children of Adam. And like I said... Prior to the lore segment starting, I'm not going to go super in-depth on them. I'm going to talk about them a little bit. They are The Children of Adam are the largest community on the island, and then it is the Dock, and then it is Arcadia. Uh, but they are just the militant cult, more or less, 
And the people of the dock do not like them. They do not like the children of Adam whatsoever. A missionary was sent from the children of Adam to the town, to the dock, to preach and tell them that their destiny was to be destroyed. To just be absolutely leveled and taken care of and be rid of. And they didn't like that. And a fella by the name of Alan Lee just kills him. Uh, don't, he kills him. He get, he assassinates him. And uh, ever since then, they saw that as a threat. The children, or I'm sorry, the dock saw the children of Adam as a threat, and they were they were banned from the dock. After this happened, the children of Adam become even more militant. And ever since, it's been kind of just this ensuing thing back and forth. Just some notes on Far Harbor before we get out of the lore segment. If the sole survivor wishes, they can destroy Far Harbor by shutting down the wind turbine at the wind farm maintenance in the quest, cleansing the land. They will then be able to watch the destruction of Far Harbor as it is attacked by anglers, fog crawlers, and gulpers. Some harbor men and women will still be alive, but they will be hostile. So the, tr the travel time between the Commonwealth and Far Harbor is much, much less compared to all the other DLCs in their locations. In New Vegas, if you want to go to Zion for Honest Hearts, it takes two weeks to travel there in-game. For Fallout 3, it's one in-game month to travel from the wasteland, the Capital Wastes to Point Lookout, which should be closer to Washington, D.C. than Far Harbor in the Boston area. Cut that out. Far Harbor is based on the town Bar Harbor, Maine, on Desert Mountain Island, the largest island off the coast of Maine. This can also be seen examining the billboard that says, Welcome to Far Harbor, which should read, Welcome to Bar Harbor. But part of the billboard is worn away, making the B appear as an F instead, as well as terminals found around various points on the island. It's similar to Novak and Arafu. Far Harbor is a really neat place. It's not my favorite DLC by far. I think Nuka World is my favorite Fallout 4 DLC. But a lot of people really like Far Harbor. And I was doing this, and honestly, I'll be honest with you, I was researching capture cards. Because I really want to stream 4. I want an excuse to play it. And I feel like streaming it 3 hours a week would be that excuse. It was the big one, like the big, the first big one that I could really remember for four. I remember being very hyped up about it. That puzzle that you have to do for Dima is infuriating, but what are you going to do? Fallout 4 is just a special game. As much as I shit on it, it's a special game. But that, my friends, is everything I have to say about Far Harbor, and that is in fact this week's lore. Hi. Welcome. I've been very excited about this next segment. This, my friends, if you can see the mic right here, sorry, I know sometimes a stagnant image because there's like three layers now. But this here is a mystery box that I recently purchased at a comic con here in beautiful southern Colorado. I have no clue what's in here. The thing said that it, it was over its value and I'll be completely uh, transparent with you. I paid $65 for this, right? I went to the guy and I was like, hey man, can I hold the box? It's pretty heavy. I didn't weigh it, but it's it's pretty heavy, right? So I don't know what's in it. This is a complete gamble. I love gambling. It's a problem that I'm aware could be a bigger problem. I'm not betting the farm. Uh, my I still see my kids and my ex-wife. It's just I know that 
not knowing what's in this box lit up something in my head. Uh, it's, I'm very happy I never got into loot, loot crates. I'm very happy that like I never got into Magic the Gathering. But in here is at least $65 worth of Fallout merchandise. I don't know what this box is. I don't know what's in it. I said to the guy, I went up to him and I said, let me feel it. And he goes, sure, here. And I pick up the box and I go, I say, hey, man, I want to I want to see the Fallout box. And he looks at me, goes, my friend. Two words. Nuka-Cola Quantum. And I went, yeah? And he looked at me and I went, yeah? I went, Jones? And he just kind of like nodded and looked at me. And I went, okay. Give me the box. Like I had already bought it and he didn't know that. And now I'm buying it. So like, I don't know what's in here. I'm going to show you. I'm going to crack it. Fresh. Pack fresh, baby. I swear to God, if there's a shirt in here, I'm going to be pissed off though, because I know it's not going to fit me. So I'm going to open this. I'm not, I don't know what's in it. I don't want to know what's in it until I open it fresh. I'm not looking, not looking, not looking, still not looking. This is the first thing. Oh, wow. This is packed. The first thing I grabbed. Okay. <laughs> not, not, not a great way to start. This is probably just going to stay in its package for me. Honestly, uh, it's a Fallout 76 air freshener it's the tercentenary it's cool like it's gonna go on the shelf don't get me wrong i have a feeling i'm gonna get a lot of 76 stuff that i would have never bought through this i don't know if i'll take it out like i said i'll probably i'll probably leave it in there it is vanilla scented it it is uh bethesda branded it's a it's an official licensed product let's see what we get next boys and ghouls what is this yo no way Oh, that's tight. Sorry, I got excited. This is a New York Comic Con exclusive Pitboy 2000 Mark IV, right? Six? It's it's the Pitboy from 76. It's a pin of the OG Pitboy from Fallout 1. That's super dope. Manufactured by Robco Industries for distribution by Vault Tech Corp. Pinnacorn. That's I'm happy. I didn't know this was a thing. It's the it's the elf boy, as I like to call him. Very happy with this one. Cool. I hope you guys like unboxings. I have a weird... I almost looked inside. I have a weird thing with them where I just like them a little too much. This feels like socks. What is this? Ooh, he didn't lie to me. Ooh, he didn't lie to me. He did not lie to me. I'm not looking in the box. He did not lie to me whatsoever. I finally have it. Oh, I can't explain to you how excited this makes me. So, backstory. Oh, oh yeah. Backstory. These came out around the time of Fallout 4. And um, there was a big deal about it. It's Jones Soda. I don't know if Jones Soda... Like, I thought it went away for a while. Apparently, it didn't. Um, this is honestly a grail of mine. Because I remember these came out and they were either in four packs or six packs. I don't remember... And people were buying them and flipping them for a ridiculous amount. And the only place you could get it, I think, was at a Target. I could be wrong when I say that. But I don't think I was driving at the time. So I knew I couldn't just go out and get it. And I wasn't about to drive an hour to a Target to buy soda when I don't even like soda. And there's a huge chance that it's not there. I'm going to put a picture at the end of this of where everything goes. But if you've seen the Fallout shelf, it should be behind me right now. Right about here-ish, there's the Nuka-Cola corner. It's 
two Nuka-Cola bottles that I made that are props. The Nuka-Cola Girl Funko Pop Mystery Mini. Uh, uh, the Nuka-Cola Quantum Bottle that is a light that turns on. And it's like the model from Fallout 4. And there's also a Nuka-Cola Bottle Cap Opener that was a pre-order bonus for Fallout 3. So it's the, the little... and Oh, how, how could I forget? Nuka-Cola bottle cap opener that uh, is one of the rarest pieces in my collection as far as I know because I've never seen it again. Watch it be in this box. Watch. I have no clue what's in the box. And if it's in there, I'm going to be very... Uh, I'm going to be excited because I have two of them. I had to grab a knife. So I've wanted one of these for a while. You can see the blue through the, through the bubble wrap. I've wanted one of these for a very long time. I just thought it was one piece of the collection I would never get. I hope Kyle's watching this. Shout out you, big homie, because I feel like you would really appreciate this. They didn't have an Assassin's Creed box. Um, they had like this boom box that was like 150 bucks, but they didn't say what was in it. It was just a mystery box. I was like, you're going to you gonna put like some LPs in there? Like what's in Like some cassettes? Like why is it so expensive? I can't believe this is in here. I can't believe I own this. I, I jet, like this is, I, I record on Wednesdays. It's Saturday. This thing has been in my house for days and I, it's been killing me. I almost bought two of them so I could open one on the show and just keep one. These guys that were selling it had a ton of them. I mean a ton of them. So I can only imagine how much Jones Sody Poppy bought. I have a history of people lying to me at conventions. When I was, uh, it was before Fallout 4 came out, there was a guy who worked for Symbio, Symbiote, I don't know how to say it, it's a manufacturer of toys, and they did one for Skyrim through Bethesda, and the guy told me that he was like a rep, and he had met them, and I was like, yeah, what do you know about the next Fallout? I was like, I heard it's in Boston, that's the rumor going around, he's like, yeah, that's bullshit. He told me that they were like, the Symbiote, they weren't going to do many of them, and this and that, and I wound up buying two... Dovahkiin figures. I don't even think I have them anymore. I think I gave one away. The other one might be in my collection of stuff back home. But dude lied to me and I bought two of them. I like I genuinely like they genuinely I can't like I'm not just doing it for the for the camera. Like I like unboxing videos a lot. Um they're they're weird to me. They're like a weird therapeutic feeling. I'm afraid I'm like twist the cap off. Uh there's a weird therapeutic thing to them for me. I like watching eating videos, like food challenge videos. I still need this knife. This guy really took care of it. Uh, just because it's something about like the challenge of it I like watching. I like watching people uh, just, just doing something competitive. And there's something about unboxing videos that like when I get that urge to buy something and I'm like, don't buy it. I'll look up a video on it. And then I'm like, okay, I don't need it. There's, a, there's, there's so much memory wrapped up in this little silly glass soda. Like, this was when Fallout really didn't have merch. Like, I was explaining to a friend that, like, Fallout didn't have merch until Fallout 4. They had very little stuff for Fallout 3. Like, I had a messenger bag that says vault on it. And I remember being like, I have to get this because they're never going to do anything like this ever again. And then I might have used it four times when I found out that messenger bags really aren't my bag. I just realized I haven't shown this off at all. Here. Did it open? No. I finally own a Jones Soda Nuka-Cola. I'm so excited about this. I just stabbed myself. Cool. Nuka-Cola Quantum. Berry Lemonade Soda. Naturally flavored with other natural flavors. Crafted for the post-nuclear future by Jones Soda Co. I finally own it. 
as stupid as this sounds, this has been a grail of mine that I genuinely never thought I would ever own, and it expires in 2024. Product of Canada. Fallout. With its unique flavor and distinct bluish glow, Nuka-Cola Quantum was poised to dominate the soft drink market. Unfortunately, it was released to the public on October 23rd, 2077, the same day the bombs fell. Wait, this is 2020. Are they still making this? This says 2021. They're still making this? Oh. No. What the hell? Hold on a second. I can't I can't find it on Jones's website. But I'm finding it everywhere else and it's quite expensive. Like for a four pack, it came in four packs. It's a four pack. It's like 30 bucks, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. So, I'm happy with this. Like, I'm really, really happy with this. Whether this is the original pressing or not, it's one of those things that I never thought I would own. I never thought it'd be part of the collection. Here's the thing. If I hit a thousand subscribers, I'll drink this. I'll give a live reaction. You want to see this get drank, get drunken, drunken? A thousand subs. I'm only about five, I'm only about 600 off. But like a thousand subs, I will drink this. I don't care if the expiration date has gone bad. Look at this, look at this label. I love this. I feel like I have a part of the, like, and I'll put the, the cap back on. I'll put blue liquid in it so it looks like it's a quant, it's whatever. But like, I kind of feel like maybe we should wait till 2024 so it goes flat like a real Nuka-Cola Quantum. But if you want to see me drink this, if you want to see my live reaction to this, a thousand subs is all we need, baby. But let's get back to the box. I'm still not looking inside of the box. What's this? This seems easy to get to. Oh, shit. All right, so this is a bobblehead. This is a loot. I have this one. I have this one. I have this. So this one. Yeah, I have a feeling it's this one. I have two of these already. I bought them on Amazon a little while back. When I was still using Amazon, I don't see the other one. Where's the other one? He's next to my Fallout Monopoly. That's still sealed. Uh, this is the Loot Crate exclusive Voltec. If it's the same one, I'm assuming it's the same one because like the box is like this. I'm going to open it in just a moment. Um, this guy was in my car. He has like the Velcro on the bottom for a while. The back of his head is all sunscorched. He gets to sit up next to my helmet. Again, it should be behind me. The, the shelf should be behind me here. Um, whichever side and he's up there so let's open this well i need that knife again so i don't know about you guys but when i open collectibles um i open them from the bottom it's just like a weird thing i have where i can like keep the box if i want to display the box i'm not going to yeah it's the same one it's the exact same one i'm not even going to take the styrofoam off them i'm just going to slide them right back in i now have three of these uh, I hope there's not a mystery mini in there and if there is i hope there's a mystery mini in there but if uh when I pull it out, I hope it's not another McCready because I have three of them. And that's why I've never picked McCready in Fallout 4. All right, back to the box. Still not looking, still not looking. What's this? This feels like pins. Oh, neat. Okay, cool. Nothing too, too crazy. It's a 76 keychain. I'm chill on this. It's cool. I mean, yeah, it's cool. It actually is really cool. It's a 76 keychain of a vault boy leaving a vault. That's tight. I'm cool with that. 2018. It's a it's an official Bethesda product. Again, um, I just like the official stuff. I have props that I made, but I I like the official stuff. 
So let's grab something else. This is jam-packed. This is heavy. Nice. Cool. Awesome. Vault 76 mug. This is tight. I don't have a lot of this stuff. Like, I don't have the regular schmegular everyday stuff. And I think there's like three or four more pieces in here. Again, still not looking in the box. They're getting a lot of things I noticed from this just funky brand, which I've never heard of, but it's from Ohio. Not that it matters. Cool. It's an 11 ounce mug. I do like the Tercentenary branding on stuff. This is actually really nice. It's really well made. The 2076, Vault 76 on the back. It's been a minute since I've played 76, but I'm assuming this is something you can find in game. Do not microwave. Do not put this in the microwave. Let's see. Like I said, there's a few more things in here. There is one big item. I'm gonna save that for last. I know what that is just by feeling it. Let's just do that one. Cool. Cool. Yeah, this makes sense. The lunchbox, the 76 lunchbox. Maybe there's one more item. I'm happy that I got this because I don't have like 76 stuff. Because to me, it just, it exists. It's part of the franchise. By Fanwares. This is cool. Again, this logo is great. I do like the, I do like this, like the Tercentenary logo a lot. The back. Here's to 300 years of freedom. I do enjoy this. Love the valley. It's actually a sizable lunchbox. Like I could fit at least a couple sandwiches in here. Welcome to the Atomic Radio Hour where I show off sandwiches. Cool. Or sandwiches. Show off lunchboxes. Neat, 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 neat. I could tell just by the feel of it. I like the theme of the lunchboxes too. Because um, it's so just like Americana, early Americana. And now you have it with... Like Fallout 3 had it, Fallout 4, they're everywhere. Like, I just, I like that it keeps coming back a lot, honestly. Now, if I'm correct, this is the last item in the box. Yeah, that seems to be true. Yo, what is this? Huh, you don't say. Sorry, this is a Fallout, this is saying 13, 13 bottle cap, plastic figurines, includes 12 two-inch scale figures, two vault boys, two allies, two enemies, two artifacts, two and four mystery figures, plus one four-inch scale figure. But this is this says includes exclusive items from Fallout 76, but the vault boy on the cover has, or right here I should say, has 111 on him. Huh. There's other ones on here. One, one of them comes at Liberty Prime, another one a Deathclaw, and another a Super Mutant. I like to think that I keep my ear to the ground when it comes to this. I've never seen this before. I have no clue what this is for. I, I'm, a, I'm like at a loss for words. I've never seen this. Hey, somebody at Fallout Collector. Fallout Collector Man. Like, do you know what these are, brother? Because I don't. This is number one. Twos is cool. Threes is really cool. I mean, we're going to open this, right? Like, we're going to open it together. Let's see. Hey, kids, don't use your teeth. Like, I'm not upset with this. I just don't know what it is. I want to know what the mystery figures are. One of them is Grim Reaper Sprint. Another one looks like power armor. Maybe two forms of power armor. Let me just show the back off real quick. So there's like dog meat, a mini nuke, some super mutants, uh, strength and chemist perks, a protectron, T60 armor, and then a mystery figure. 
distributed by Toy NK. I don't know what these are. These are official, though. I mean... The past meets the future of EMC... Or MC Toys. What do, you, what do you mean, MC Toys? The past meets the future as MC Toys brings you the Nano Force Series 1 Fallout Collection featuring 12 classic 2-inch scale army men style plastic figures and one bonus 4-inch figure. Bring your favorite characters, weapons, and artifacts from the award-winning video game franchise from the screen to your backyard, desk, or anywhere you wish to play or display. Includes exclusive... Inclu includes exclusive new figures from Fallout 76 by Toy NK. Okay, I've opened the box. The box has been opened. Oh, and it's in blind bags. Look at this fucking book! 52 plastic figures. Ah, I see. Collect them all. You know how to speak my language. Are you kidding me? Holy shit, look at this. For all nine of you that are still playing, uh... 76? You're supposed to put all of the pieces on this, I'm assuming? Like a playset? So here's the little army man figures. In my hand. I'm gonna take these out, don't worry. Just give me a second. Here's this. This one's actually really tight. I know exactly where this is going. It says Bethesda Softworks on it. This is a super mutant with a, with a minigun. And then some more little figures. I love this. I love little tiny figures like this. Here's a mini nuke. Here's a Protectron. Cool. I feel like it's not focusing. Sorry. Another super mutant. I'm assuming this is like a suicider. Just a man who's ready to fight at all times. Waking up choosing to be violent. I'm going to put pictures of everything uh, on screen, so don't worry. This is T-60 power armor, which... Not my favorite suit. But hey. Nice little addition. Part of me wants to, like, hang these up. This might be my favorite one. Dog meat. Young River. What's up, River? And now, two perks. This is a special stat. This is the strength special stat. Oh, it matches my shirt. And this is the Mad Scientist perk. Neat. Neato. Neat arenas. This one's a big beefy boy. This is the toughness. But it's the Fallout 4 version. It says 111 on the chest. Huh. I mean, he's very thick. Like, the, th the thick plastic. I kind of want to paint him. But it feels like there's two figures in here that are blind. One of them being red that I can see through the bag. The other one, I'm not sure. So we're gonna go into it completely blind. I'm not looking. I love to gamble. Mm, yes, gamble, gamble, gamble. What is this? Grognax axe. Oh, yeah. Cool. Hell yeah. Oh, it feels like there's three things in here and I accidentally saw them. Shit. Grognax axe, not upset about that. That's really cool. Next up, oh, there's more? Like four? Oh, cool. I think this is excavator power armor. It's another form of power armor. Again, there will be pictures of everything. He's got a nice Grim Reaper sprint. That's actually really cool. I enjoy that thoroughly. Everything has a spot. Everything on the shelf will have a spot. Yo. Yo. 
Another T60 power armor with a plasma pistol. Something about this reminds me of Fallout 1. I'm not upset about it. I don't know why. It just does. This is a this is a good box. And I'm looking at the paper in front of me. Series 1 includes an astounding array of characters from the Fallout universe, including dozens of Vault Boy perks, robots, monsters, companions, artifacts, weapons, and yes, even the alien from Mothership Zeta. At right is the checklist for all of the entries in the, in the series. Collect them all. There's a Pip-Boy. Oh, I would like the Pip-Boy. The Thirst Zapper's tight. The new is tight. Fusion Core is cool. Lorenzo's Artifact, that's dope. The T-51B, that's insane. Jangles the Moon Monkey. I didn't get a ghoul. Womp womp. X-6 is here, that's cool. Synth Troopers. Saltron. There will be a picture of this on screen if if there isn't already. Ninja, Four Leaf Clover, Reaper, Perks, Commando. Commando School Party Boy's cool. Fans is cool. Rifleman's cool. Night person. Thumbs up. This is cool. This is really tight. You could buy a 52 that has a bunch of them. I, I had no clue these existed. Someone please show this to Vault Collector. I want him to see my collection. I want to talk to him about collecting. The Fallout Collector Man on Twitter. Here's his Twitter on screen right now. He's a good guy. I really enjoy his content. He's a lot of grails that I want. I'm not keeping this box, but that's it, guys. That's the mystery box that I bought at the Comic-Con. I'm going to give a couple of these things away. So make sure you're in the Discord. Uh, make sure you're following me on Twitter because I'm going to give some of these things away. These are some cool collector's items for people that have either been collecting or want to start collecting. There's some cool shit in here and I want to give it back to the community. So let me know. Let me know what you guys want to do. Thank you for being here. I hope you enjoyed the episode. It's been a little different. I know I sure have had a blast. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, if you like the intro music, it's by the one and only Shane Ivers. Silvermansounds.com slash free music for all of his heaters. Throw feather, dust, throw feather Duster at the end there, and you get to hear and listen and download the theme song to this show, Feather Duster by Shane Ivers. Links in the description to the Twitter, mine, the shows, and Kyle's. Make sure that you're in the Discord again, because I said I'm going to give some of this stuff away. It'll be fun. Uh, I don't know what yet. I'm looking at everything. There's a few things. I'm keeping the Jones soda. I'm keeping the little figures. We're going to go. I'm going to go through some stuff. I'm going to call Kyle. See what he has to say. Hope you guys are safe. Hope you guys are well. I love you. Be safe. Say hello to your mother for me. And I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Ghoulman. Entertainment Production.